Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, listeners. Welcome to a new episode of my podcast. Uh, Luke's English Podcast is made possible thanks to kind donations from listeners. And I must say a big thank you to those of you who have donated to the podcast Uh, You make a big difference. It helps the podcast to stay alive. You help me to pay for, you know, various costs that are associated with doing this, you know, website hosting, podcast hosting, and those sorts of things. So thank you. If if you'd like to donate, you can just click a donate button on my website. At the moment, PayPal is the only way that I can do donations. Um, As you'll hear in this episode, there are other options which I should be exploring. But anyway, at the moment, it is PayPal. So thank you if you have made a PayPal donation. That's extremely kind of you. Thank you. Also, the podcast um, is made possible thanks to the premium subscription. And uh, that's basically a way for you to access extra content that I publish on a regular basis. And in the premium episodes, we focus on vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation. And I cut out a lot of the work that you would have to do yourself and essentially kind of lay it all on a plate for you. And all you have to do is listen, follow me, do my memory tests, and also do the listen and repeat pronunciation drills in order to work on your pronunciation and your accent and stuff like that. Uh, You can get all the episodes in the Luke's English Podcast app, which you can download free from the App Store. Just search for the Luke's English Podcast app. And if you'd like to know more about Luke's English Podcast Premium, if you've got any questions about it, most of those questions should be answered on my website. And this is also where you go if you want to sign up. Just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info. teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info. Okay, nice one. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. So, hello, everybody. How are you doing? Thanks for choosing to listen to my podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. In this episode, you're going to hear me in conversation with Tasha Liu from China, the listener of this podcast, who came second in the WhisperLep competition. Let me explain quickly what the WISPOLEP competition is for that one person who doesn't know, okay? If that's you and you don't know what WISPOLEP is, hello, I'm now going to explain it to you in one single sentence. You're welcome. So here it is, the competition summarised in one single sentence. So WISPOLEP stands for Why I Should Be on Luke's English Podcast and is a competition I ran at the end of last year in which the prize was to be interviewed by me in an episode, the winner of the competition being the one who received the most votes from listeners after I played all of the two-minute recordings sent in by the competitors in episode 692 of this podcast. There you go. Uh, Wala Muma from Syria was was the overall winner. You may have heard her episode. It was published last month. If you haven't heard it, I highly recommend that you do so. It's episode number 703. And voila, 
explained in some detail how she improved her English to a good level, despite the hardships that she faced in her life. It was an inspiring episode, to say the least. We focused on Wala's approach to learning English in that conversation, both her attitude and specific things she's done and continues to do to improve her skills. So the focus was definitely on learning English. The conversation in this episode, though, focuses mostly on cross-cultural understanding. Wala is quite a hard act to follow, I think. But, you know, we're not comparing here. You know what I mean? It's, it's not competition. Uh, actually, it is. <laughs> it totally is a competition, isn't it? Uh, it? It was a competition anyway. But for me, the competition part is done. And now it's just a case of listening to Lepster's who were chosen by the people who voted in this competition. And the spirit of this competition was always about this, finding some interesting guests to talk to on the podcast and letting some Lepsters speak a bit and share their experiences. So let's see what insights we can learn from other learners of English around the world. And let's celebrate the citizens of Lepland. Everyone has a story to tell. We can all learn things from each other. All we have to do is just listen. So now that I've said that, here's a brief overview of the content of this chat, brief being the word. Uh, so first of all, there's a bit of getting to know you, as this is the first time I've ever spoken to Tasha. So we talk a bit about her studies and where she lives and so on. Then we move on to the things she hinted at during her competition recording. And overall, these things are ways to get to know China and Chinese culture a little bit more in a personal way. So this is a cross-cultural exchange here and a chance to get beyond the stereotypes and cliches and find out some real things about life in the most populated country in the world. There's the story of how her father managed to stop drinking, which might tell us some things about family life in China. And then we talk about some of the commonly held beliefs about China, particularly beliefs held in the West, such as the way Chinese people eat. Do they, in fact, as the saying goes, eat anything with four legs except the table and everything that flies except planes and helicopters as well, I suppose? Do they, do they eat like that or are they more discerning in their eating habits than that? Another assumption that people might have is that China is quite undeveloped in certain ways compared to the West, or how it could be ahead of the West in various ways too, like the way technology is used, payment systems, for example, and the idea of the cashless society. And there's more detail about what it's really like living in China today. Just a heads up before we start, and we're going to start any second now, there were some technical difficulties during the recording of this conversation due to a slightly poor internet connection between the two of us. And this meant that sometimes we couldn't hear each other properly or the connection just failed. I think I've saved it in the edit. I've been working on the editing of this and I think I've managed to cut out those moments where the connection breaks down and I've sort of solved those issues and things. But there may be a few moments where the bad connection affects the flow of our conversation slightly. It shouldn't be too bad, but I thought I'd mention it anyway. Okay, so now I've done my introduction, let's get started properly. And here we go. Tasha, hello. Welcome to the podcast. 
Hi, Luke. Thanks for inviting me here, and thanks for the lobsters who voted for me. I'm really thrilled to be here. Yeah,、uh, congratulations! You came second in the competition. Yeah, yeah. Wala is absolutely wonderful, and she's got so many votes. I voted for her too. Yeah, lots of people、mm-hmm. voted for her. I'm talking to、yeah. her this. I'm talking to her later on today, this afternoon, in fact. Ah,、uh, so are you going to finish talking to all of us, the six of us, during one day? I'm not going to do them all today. I couldn't do that; just too much.、Uh, That's true. I'm talking to Walla. Yeah, I'm talking to Walla this afternoon. Talking to some others、um, later on in the week and stuff like that. But yes,、oh. congratulations! You came second. Thanks, thanks, and thanks <laughs> to your hard work and your project. It's all right. It's a pleasure, of course. It's very nice to talk to you. So.、Um, Let's see.、Um, your competition entry was was a little bit cryptic.、Um, you mentioned the story of your father, who was an alcoholic, and you said that telling his story about how he stopped drinking would also be a way to tell us about what China is really like, including some sort of common misconceptions, maybe. And also, you mentioned some superstitious stories of your hometown and more. So this all sounds fascinating. Perhaps we can just start by getting to know you. A little bit before we talk about some of those things. So, Tasha,、uh, like, well, where are you? I, I guess you're in、um, China. Yes, I am. I'm actually in the central part of China.、Uh, it's called Henan Province, one of the most populated areas in China. In this province,、okay. there the population is probably around zero point one billion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,、oh、God, too、that's... too large a number. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's incredible. That's a massive amount of people, number、mm. of people, in fact. Okay, do, are you in the sort of countryside or in the city? What what's?、Um, I'm in the capital city of this province. Okay,、uh, it's called what, Zhengzhou. What is the capital?、Uh, it's、Sorry? called Zhengzhou. 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 Yes. Yeah. Is, is that right? Zhengzhou. Yeah. Very good. Mm, talented in languages. Oh well, I'm not sure about that. Jungjo <laughs>、uh, is is that is、mm. there a tonal thing there? Do I have to get the tone of that right? Because I've under I understand that Chinese is a tonal language. That's true. And the first character, yeah, the first character is the fourth tone, Jung, and the second character is the first tone, flat tone, Zhou, Jung, Zhou, Zhou. Wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. That's great. So we don't really know much about you, okay, Tasha. So could you just tell us a few things about yourself that you think that maybe we should know? Yeah, sure.、Uh, I am also teaching English in a university in Zhengzhou, in Henan Province, and、um, I've been to the U.S. and spent one year there as a Fulbright Exchange Scholar. I've got a degree, a MA in English literature, but at the moment I'm doing another one in international relations. English literature was that in China? Yes, it was in China, and virtually I didn't learn much because I was not a good student. <laughs> okay. For my generation, people tend to just、uh, learn, 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 study and study, and then get a permanent job. That's like the golden road for most people, and I followed that pattern. But then it was just a, a little bit ridiculous because when we were so young, we didn't really know what we were interested in. So I chose English literature and English as my major, and now I regretted it. So I'm doing another degree. 
<laughs> Why do you regret it? Um, well, literature is very important, but I don't think I've got so much time to understand all the, you know, human stories, human emotions, the world. Uh, there are more practical issues that I do not quite understand. So I think literature is like a more, like more of a a um, an ultimate goal in my life, not the first goal in, in my early stage of life. Mm. I see. Can I can I ask what you read as part of your MA in English literature? Oh my god! <laughs> can you re- can you remember? Yeah, uh, not so much. I remember Kubler Khan, like several poems, like um, Romanticism, William Wordsworth, Coleridge, um, poetry and stuff. American poets, uh, Robert Frost, Robert Frost, mm. and so on. But I particularly remember one course called uh, um, John Milton Studies. Oh my god. Paradise Lost? Yes, exactly. You understand how difficult it was. And I also took um, Latin language for about one semester. That's useful. That's maybe, (laughs) depending on how you define useful. Uh, I've totally lost it. Yeah, well, it's not exactly the, the, (laughs) it's not something you need, is it, on a daily basis? Latin? Um, no, not, especially in China. Think about it. If I am in <laughs> Harvard or Oxford, perhaps I would need to deliver a speech in Latin, but in China? <laughs> no one uses Latin at all to communicate, really, except someone like Boris Johnson, who will throw... To impress people, yeah. Exactly. He throws Latin phrases into his into his like speeches. To make himself look a lot more uh, intelligent, uh, which is, you know, a bit ridiculous, really. Whatever he says, I would just return. Carpe diem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Carpe diem. Is that, is that a Milton? No, that's Latin. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's just Latin. But for the Milton yeah. class, I remember the teacher would just be reading the PPTs on the platform and then he would fall asleep. There were only about oh. five students down there, and then we would watch him sleep, and then he would wake up <laughs> oh and my continue reading the PPDs because John Milton was just so ancient, you know. Yeah, quite boring, mm. I suppose, then, for you guys. I, I, I actually like the theme of Paradise Lost because Satan was, you know, de- depicted as a kind of hero, rebellious hero, and he's got so many kinds of personalities combining him not just a fallen angel or a demon so <laughs> mm. that's interesting I've, I've never read it actually i'll be honest i've never read paradise lost um, oh do not but... read it it's too <laughs> it's too much even for an englishman like you luke <laughs> sometimes i have trouble sleeping so maybe i can just have it by the side of the bed and in case i've got a bit of insomnia i can just open the book and bam i'll be asleep I- Right. Perhaps you can listen to your own podcast and fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I well, do. To be honest, when I'm editing it, sometimes I do start to doze off because I'm there just, you know, it's not that interesting listening to yourself. I know. I, I understand. To, I have to listen back to all the stuff I've done just to kind of clean up the recordings and stuff. And oh. sometimes I'm like, oh, God. And I actually lie down and have a little nap and then carry on. Mm, keep calm. Anyway, Tasha, well, I don't know where to start with you, really. So um, what, what do you actually do now? 
Uh, I'm teaching in a university, so this is a tenured job. I'm really lucky. I don't have to worry about losing my job during this pandemic, or you know.、Um, I love my students and I love teaching, but I wish I could do something else. So I'm also doing distance、um, learning.、Uh, I'm doing international relations with King's College London. I've、um, finished three modules so far, and I've been struggling a lot. Really, what what's the problem?、Uh, like I've written three essays, but none of them have passed sixty. So I've got fifty seven, fifty four, and fifty eight. I know that's privacy, but it's all right. It just shows I'm、yeah. struggling each time, and there just seems to be different problems or issues. Like for the first one, I deviated. For the second one, the、um, feedback was. It looks like you are arguing for this point. The second one is: is security dilemma unescapable?、Mm. And I said, yes, it is escapable. It cannot explain everything.、Uh, there are other patterns. And then the feedback is: looks like what you have said just proves that it is unescapable or inescapable. Sorry, inescapable. Inescapable. Okay, thank you. And for the third one,、uh, in order not to deviate, I just directly address the question, and the feedback is: you need to narrow it down. <laughs> so you were trying to be as specific as possible, but the the feedback was still saying you need to get more specific. No, no. For the, for the third one, I didn't narrow it down. I just directly address the question so that I would not get off topic, and I got that feedback.、Oh. Okay, it's just it's complicated, isn't it? Okay, but it's more like、uh, structuring your arguments and answering the question rather than you know things like English and stuff. Your English is, uh, is uh,、really、language、cool. is kind of problem. Sometimes I use colloquial languages like yes and no, <laughs> and then. <laughs> well, what's wrong with that in an essay? It's not academic language. It's not academic. Yeah, it's not academic language. <laughs> Right, <laughs> so I can imagine you're using yes and no in a sort of rhetorical way. You're saying, "So, is this something that we should blah blah blah?" And you're going, "Yes, it is." And blah 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 blah. That's not that bad. I mean, have you been have you been told about that? Has someone like crossed it out with a red pen or something? Yes, of course.、Uh, yeah, yeah. The feedback has listed、um, some of the colloquial language there. And then I was thinking, why should academic papers be so pedantic or boring? Why couldn't I just be, you know, interesting? It's a good point. I mean, it's a, I can't think of a. I mean, except for the the fact that academic papers are supposed to be quite impersonal in their style. But I agree.、Yeah. I mean, I think it's not. I mean, as long as you're getting your point across, I、yeah. don't think it's too bad to include little bits of colloquial language, like even just、yeah. yes or no. I mean, it's a bit conversational in tone. I guess that's the issue yeah, that they have. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Okay, okay, okay. Great. And so let's get onto some of the things that you were talking about in your recording.、Um, it's a bit of a weird transition from talking about you, talking about your 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 work, your studies, and stuff, to then talking about your father. But you said in your recording that yes, well. Somehow, the story of your father will tell us more about the story of China. Yes, family structure and the status of men and women and children and stuff. Very interesting stuff. It's very interesting to find out about what a country is really like.、Um, mm-hmm. Tell us about your your dad then, if you if you.、Uh, yeah, sure.、Um, 
My my dad used to play second fiddle in a local middle school in the rural area because he had、um, a relatively good education. He was a college graduate in the 1980s in China, which was kind of rare. So he played second fiddle there. Second fiddle. He played second fiddle. You mean literally? Uh, no, not 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 playing not playing the violin, but、uh, he was、uh, the second in power. I see, like, like the sort of deputy、um, president or something, vice president or something.、Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, but his work colleagues were not merely work colleagues; colleagues, they were also his drinking buddies. Buddies. <laughs> Mm. Um, so in China, men would drink baijiu, called white wine, and the alcohol percentage could be ridiculously high, like up to fifty-eight percent. And he could drink a whole bottle. Oh my God! Really? Yes. And、um, uh, so did all of his other colleagues. Maybe not all of them, but most of them. They were young. They were, you know, flamboyant. They were、mm. like bohemian. So they were working and then they were drinking almost every day, as I remember. That filled my childhood memories. Wow! And sometimes the men drink so much, the women got really anxious about their health, and then the women would take over, you know, snatch the cups and drink for them. Of course, the <laughs> men the men would scold, "What are you doing? Get away! We can handle this." And then normally the consequence would be the men would be vomiting <laughs> at some spot, and the women are <laughs> were also making a scene of themselves. Oh my god! Wow, this sounds chaotic. Like、uh, <laughs> the men are getting drunk. What are we going to do? Just drink all their booze so they can't drink it, but they will be drunk. Oh, it doesn't matter. Exactly. I, I guess whether that would happen in Scotland or Ireland, do women snatch、uh, away their cups? No, that wouldn't happen. It wouldn't. I, I don't think so. I can't imagine sort of an, a, 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 a drunk husband and the wife going right. That's enough of that. Snatching the cup and drinking it. No, maybe snatching the cup away and pouring it down the drain or something, but not just drinking it. I think, to be honest, the women would probably just be drinking too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Equally, they're they're equally alcoholic. Maybe.、Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That lasted for a couple of years, but then when I turned seven years old, my father decided that he wanted my brother and I to receive a better education instead of being stuck in the countryside doing whatever. So we moved、um, to the nearest、um, big big city. So he lost his tenured job and his position, and、um, so now he's nobody. He had to start over. Um, for the original several years, life was a little bit hard. I remember my mother going to the market, picking up yellow leaves for us to eat. Yellow leaves. Yeah, yellow, you know, withered vegetables because we couldn't afford fresh fruit or yeah. vegetables.、Mm. Yeah. But yeah, then my、bad. father was still an alcoholic. <laughs> and he was still drinking. And but the thing is, he was such a bad drinker. He has a Um, you know, some people would just sleep after getting drunk, and my father wouldn't. Nobody would like to get close to him when he got drunk. So,、um, when he came back home drunk, my mom would normally be pissed. Listeners, that's pissed, meaning angry in the American sense. Pissed meaning angry. In the UK, we'd say pissed off. Pissed in the UK means drunk, but.、Uh, Here we're talking about pissed, meaning angry. 
so she wouldn't take care of him. My brother was always cheeky. He would hide as far away as possible. So it's always me taking care of him, fetching him water, asking, "Are you okay?" But he would just grab me, pinch me on the arm, really, really hard, and say, "My daughter, I love my daughter." But he would pinch me so hard; it would always hurt so much, and I couldn't go because he was really strong. He was a young man, and I was a baby, a, a child. Yeah. So he's a bad, bad drinker. We hated that. He was pinching you because he, how much he loved you, but maybe because he was drunk,、yes. he didn't realize exactly. You, exactly. Yeah. So, what do you do when you、mm. get drunk? Do you have any bad drinking habits? <sighs> Well, these days, I mean, I, I don't get drunk really in the way that I used to when I was younger. But when I was oh a teenager, maybe eighteen, nineteen years old, it, 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 as an English guy, I'd go out on a Friday night, drink too much beer, and then get a bit leery. Do you know what <laughs> leery means? Uh, like um, provocative, something like. Yeah, just like the typical English, way you know, you kind of、um, get a bit loud and a little bit.、Uh-huh. What's the word for it? Just a, you just get loud and not aggressive. I was never really an aggressive drinker. I、uh-huh. never drank that much. But if I did go out and get drunk with my friends, we'd probably get loud、mm-hmm. and maybe do things we shouldn't do. Like you do stupid things. Like you try, you know, you, you steal a traffic cone. From the side of the road and bring it home with you, you know stuff like that.、Whoa. These days, if、okay. I if I drink if I drink these days,、uh, ultimately I will just fall asleep. If I drink too much, I'll just be like,、oh, I'm going to fall asleep, and I just sleep. Thank、so. God. Then, when I turned fourteen, I was in high school in the first year of high school. There was one day when he broke his ear after getting drunk. So he slept in the gutter and returned home. He broke his ear. Apparently, there must be some pebble. Or rocks in the gutter where he slept in. Wait a second. He slept in the gutter. Yeah, he slept in a gutter because he got so drunk he couldn't get back home. Oh my gosh! So、um, the gutter. So by the side of the road, or or what kind of gutter?、Uh, the side of the road, and there there was、uh, apparently water, dirty water inside too, and sometimes maybe pebbles. Yeah, and he broke his ear over there. How did he break his ear? I mean, broke his ear, even like you break a, a glass or something. But、uh, how did he break his ear? It came off.、Uh, like his ear was kind of cut. There was a deep cut in his ear. Luckily, it was not like Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> not like the artist. He didn't remove it himself. But no, it, it's、yeah. so okay. So he had an accident. Maybe one of the stones cut the ear, and it was like really badly cut. Oh gosh. Yeah, and um, um, so he returned home. We were so angry and worried about him. We asked him to stop drinking. Of course, we've said that many times. He never listened because, in his generation and in China, especially in the rural area, families tend to be quite patriarchal. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, so when I turned fourteen, the next day he recovered from getting drunk and sleeping in the gutter. There was some guest, and he asked my mother to go out to buy alcohol again. I said, "No, you are quitting drinking today." He ignored me. The guest came. The alcohol arrived. I said, "No, you are quitting drinking. You are no longer drinking today."、Um, he looked at me with contempt. Like, how can you talk to me like this? Who are you? Do you remember you are just my daughter? 
And then I kind of made a vow to God, universe or whatever. I said, if you keep drinking, I'm just going to stay single and never get married for all my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And then he, he got really angry. He went to the table, uh, poured the wine, raised the glass. And I was heartbroken thinking that my father didn't care about my well-being. I said serious things like that and he didn't care so but i couldn't make my vows made in vain so i snatched his cup and toasted to the with the guest and said i'm sorry but my father is quitting drinking um i will be here to entertain you today i will be your drinking company and then my father quickly said yeah the doctor said i have some heart issues So the guest was confused. Right. But anyways, he let me entertain him. I finished three bottles of beer for the first time at the age of 14. Wait, what? You? Sorry for interrupting you. Sorry. Uh, I was expressing surprise that you yes, finished three yes. bottles of beer when you were 14. Yeah, um, three bottles of beer. That seemed okay. I didn't get too drunk. So I finished this beer and my father just quitted drinking ever since. And there were times when he said, yesterday I had a dream. I dreamed that I drank alcohol again. And when I woke up, I was so worried. Oh my God, my, my daughter said such things and I drank again. I couldn't believe it, but that was in his dream. Wow. So ever since he no longer drank not even a drop a single drop even in his dreams <laughs> poor man wow that's amazing so he you helped him to to stop drinking and he's never t- touched a drop since that is um amazing well done that is true but i wouldn't say well done to myself i think it was quite a naive thing and um disrespectful thing to do because he was an adult i shouldn't have you know although we were all worried about his health he was an adult i shouldn't have you know forced him or blackmailed him with love to let him quit drinking it worked though didn't it it did <laughs> but it reminded me of the religions in china you know i made a vow to god universe it's like a vow to all of the gods that's why my father wanted to obey uh, this unwritten rule but in china you know some people converted to catholicism some to buddhism some to islam but um in general for the rest of us we have pragmatic religions yes i see so what does your father's story tell us about China then? Uh, so this vow, uh, the vow I made to the universe God or the God's universe meant that we were quite pragmatic. It means we don't um, worship the gods because we worship gods, but because we want to get something. For example, in China, if you want to get rich, you worship the fortune god. If you want to recover from illnesses or if you want to pray for the health of your families, you worship the medicine god. If you huh. uh, if you are going to travel and you want to be safe, stay safe, you would worship the war god like Guan Yu. And if you want a child, you worship a certain Buddha called Song Zi Guan Yin who would bring children to you. Wow. So in general it's not it's quite pragmatic, utilitarian. Yes, it's really interesting. Interesting form of religion that you have or is that a religion? I mean is 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 there a name for is there a Chinese sort of religion that maybe I'm I'm revealing my lack of education here. Obviously there's Buddhism. Uh we have a fairly large number of uh, 
uh, Catholics or Christians or Muslims and Buddhists. But for the rest of、mm. Chinese, we are a combination of Buddhism, Taoism, and Confucianism and ancestor worshiping. I see. Okay, you mentioned in your recording some other things, right? You, yes. You talked about.、Um, <clears throat> Things like, do you live in a cash-free country? Do you eat every anything with four legs except the table, and anything flying、mm-hmm. except airplanes, and other things? What what do you? Th- I, I, I guess these are often things that are said about China. What,、mm-hmm. what are examples of things that people believe or say about China, and do you think they're true? Actually. Uh, no, about the food, it's not so true. You know, in in France, people would eat gras froid, like goose、uh, liver. Foie gras, actually. Oh, okay.、It's, Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. My my French is just so rusty. Okay, foie gras. Yes, which is yeah the 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 liver. Of a duck or a goose,、um, uh-huh. which is being, which is kind of exploded with fat. I mean, it's horrible. I don't eat it, but it's quite delicious. <laughs> it is actually.、Right. It is. It is delicious. But I just, I,、mm-hmm. I as a bird lover, I find it hard to enjoy the liver of a duck that's been force fed. So much until it, its liver it just you know, explodes with fat, and and it's delicious to eat. But、um, my conscience—I mean, I'm not a vegetarian, but、mm-hmm. I don't know something about foie gras just kind of bothers me.、Uh, but、okay. it is good. <laughs> I see you're a bird lover. Then are you also an insect lover? Do you eat snails in France? Um, every now and then, but it's not like a regular thing. It's it's very rare, really. I've had snails a few times. My friend、mm-hmm. Sebastian Sebastian Marks has a funny joke、mm-hmm. about snails. He he asks the audience at his comedy shows. He says to them, "Do you eat snails?" And they go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he says, "Do you like do you like snails?" And they go, "Yes." And he goes, "No, you don't. You just like butter and garlic." Ah, might be true. <laughs> Basically, snails are.、Uh, Cooked in lots and lots of butter and lots and lots、mm. of garlic, and、mm. sometimes it's just you're just eating butter and garlic. It's just butter and garlic with a bit of snail.、Mm. Um, but good snails, no, good snails are great, and they've got a delicious taste, and they're they're really good. I I, I like snails. Good snails are are really delicious. There's also frogs'、uh-huh. legs, famously. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and I also remember when I was in the states,、um, there was an Ethiopian restaurant in Washington D.C., and they、mm-hmm. offered all kinds of、um, weird insects and animals. I didn't try because, although I am Chinese, I'm not like what people are imagining. We would eat everything, but I have to confess, I do eat chicken paws or chicken、um, chicken feet. Chicken feet. <laughs> yes. But what's what's the What's the appeal of chicken feet? There's no meat on them at all. There's no meat, so it's that、um, kind of uh, uh, rough or tough texture、yeah. that matters. Yeah, and mainly we in China in Chinese diet we have a lot of seasoning, so the flavor can be really good if it's well done. Yeah, I can imagine. But in,、huh? but in general, Chinese people don't eat、um, a wild game as people imagine. At least、um, educated or civilized people are quite picky with their foods. So、uh, what I'm saying is that French people have、um, you know diet like、uh, uh, goose liver or snails. Ethiopia has、um, ants and other insects 
for their diet, but、um, Chinese people in general, each one differs from another person. But in general, we are kind of picky with our food. I would say. Okay. Okay. Interesting.、Um, what are some of the other things that people often will think or say about China, which may not be true? Uh, well, I wouldn't say may not be true.、Uh, now I'm going to make some suggestions to you, Luke. You see, about one year ago, I began listening to your podcast, and then after two months, I was thinking, "Ah,、oh, Luke is really good, and he's produced so many podcasts. I should really pay for that, you know, intelligence property, and he's really good, hardworking." So, I opened your site, PayPal.、Mm. Well, my PayPal had expired years ago. Then, okay, I'll buy Luke's English Premium credit card. All right, I have a credit card, but I couldn't find my credit card.、Right. And then I was thinking, I was thinking,、uh, well, China has such a large population, and Luke is kind of famous in China. I got to know you from a Chinese Quora. You know Quora? I do. Quora is an app where people ask and answer questions, and in China we have an equivalent called Zhuhu. So I got to know you on Zhuhu. I was checking、uh, how to improve your English or how to blah blah maintain your level, and someone recommended Luke's English podcast. That's how I downloaded it. And then I was thinking,、uh, Luke must has a large audience, a, a large Chinese audience.、Mm, I do.、Yeah. Who are quite used to. Who are quite used to WeChat and Alipay. So if you have a QR code、um, on your front page, it would be very easy for us to offer you a cup of tea on a monthly、huh. or regular basis. Huh. Okay. All right. I'm investigating this. I know that my so,、um, yeah. I, I know that, for example,、uh, ways to donate and ways to pay for Luke's English Podcast Premium are a little bit tricky for some people. It's difficult、that's、to do、right. that internationally, but、um, yeah, I'm, I've got to talk to Libsyn. That's the company that's responsible for managing payments and stuff for the premium content. I need to talk to them about、um, introducing other methods of payment beyond just PayPal and credit cards, like WeChat、yeah. and AliPay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. It has been about four or five years since I stopped bringing my wallet, taking my wallet with me all the time. So when I go out, it's just keys and mobile phone. And nowadays, we tend to use、um, intelligent locks, so no keys anymore, just mobile phone, just one mobile phone, and you're good everywhere. What if you run out of battery? You charge it. You can easily charge it. Anywhere,、uh, because and、um, China has a large population, so there are many shops. You can just ask for a favor. Can I charge my phone over here for a while? And also, there are other charges which can be paid on a on an hourly basis. Ah,、oh, okay. Even at night. So, for example, if I've if I've been out and I come home. Uh, let's say I'm not married and I don't have a daughter,、um, and I come、uh-huh. home and oh, oh no, oh no, I've、uh, my phone's dead. So even in the middle of the night, I can charge my phone because you can't do that、uh, in in France. Middle of the night, everything's closed. Ah,、uh-huh. but also you can carry a portable charger with you. Right. You don't need other people's battery if that if your phone if you if the battery on your phone would really die very fast. But the thing is, not everybody in China could use this、um, cashless payment. Some older people or less educated people can't use it. The interesting thing, though, is that some beggars, you know, beggars in the street, would、yeah. have a QR code in front of them. 
oh wow that's a new kind of begging like high-tech begging <laughs> that is very new but i wouldn't give money to these people because in order to have a qr code or wechat i think at least you need to have a bank account but if you're really really so poor so disabled you wouldn't be able to have a bank account i don't know i don't know <laughs> but it's interesting to see people using qr codes so much over there um that yeah. is that's that's different yeah we haven't got to that stage yet Mm, there are risks though i still carry a wallet around i still carry my keys around with me um you know in 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 france people still use checks sometimes Uh it's still quite common to pay for stuff by check Mm -hmm. right you know so getting the checkbook out signing it writing the amount in wow tearing it off (laughs) and giving it to the person like checks in shops people sometimes pay with checks Hold on a second, listeners. Right, I'm listening back to this as I'm sort of, you know, editing it together and stuff and listening to myself suggesting that in France people still use checks all the time. Actually, I have to say that's not really fair. Maybe five years ago, I noticed that people still use checks more than they did back in England. But these days, I have to say, I can't remember the last time I saw anyone use a check. I can't remember the last time I actually used a check. So it's not entirely fair. And uh, I just wanted to correct myself on that. All right. Because, you know, I don't want to give the wrong impression about France, the country that I live in, uh, the country that I love. Okay. So (laughs) I always get, I've been thinking about this and thinking, sometimes I feel like I'm a bit mean about France and I don't mean to be, I don't want to be, I mean, I don't want to be mean. I don't mean to be mean about uh, this country. All right. And um, I think that's all I need to say. Let's carry on. All right, then here we go. When someone comes around to fix something at home, like if they need to fix the heating system, I'll pay them with a check. But I haven't done it for a while, so I can't find any of my checkbooks. But yeah, checks. Amazing. That that sounds quite um, far away from me now, using checks or even credit cards nowadays, because um, most of the things are just done online. But there are disadvantages. That's why. That's probably why Western countries are not so quick or fast in joining cashless societies. What are the disadvantages? Uh, like... If we do most of the business online, uh, on, we have a, an equivalent of uh, Amazon. So we have Taobao, which is, um, which belongs to Alibaba or Jack Ma. We, okay. we do our purchases on Taobao. So if we do everything online, then these businesses, small businesses, shops or shopping centers would die. These grocery stores would die. Many businesses mm-hmm. would die. People would lose their jobs. So there are there are criticisms of that, and also yes. um, the older people or um, uneducated people being unable to use such methods. That's also a big problem. So now, when we are at the train station, we have the QR codes, we have the, and also we have the traditional methods too. We can't abandon okay. the other people. No, you can't leave everyone behind. Yeah. Let's see. Another thing that people, I think, think of, certainly in the West, when they look at China, they imagine that you don't have that much freedom. We, mm-hmm. we think. <laughs> I know it's coming. 
Yeah, you think there's a lack of democracy. We think that there is um, some social control. There are regulations or limitations on how much you know of the internet you can use. People are forced to use VPNs and things like that. A lot of stuff is blocked. What's it like if, if, on, on a sort of uh, political uh, uh, point of view? Uh, <laughs> is, that not, is that not a good question? It is a good question, but should I not ask you that? No, no, no. It's、um, you have the freedom to ask、um, whatever question, and、um, it, it's my problem to think about how to how to reply or how to answer your questions. Okay, the fact that the, the, sorry, the fact that it's a difficult question to answer suggests. Something to me. Yes, yes, of course, of course, and、um, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll let I'll let you I'll let you respond if you can. But let's see let's see your political response. You're going to be like a politician here. I think it's a great、uh, question. You know, I expect you're going to be like Boris Johnson in the sense that you've got to be very careful. No, no, no. I, I no. I tend to be honest because I was chosen by the lobsters. So I tend to、yes. tell people what a real China is, but without getting me into any sort of trouble or anything.、Um, mm. You know, recently、um, several people attacked the Capitol Hall in the United States, and before Donald Trump went down,、uh, Twitter and Facebook banned him, and even Google、yeah. and iOS system banned him t- totally. That had、um, caused the debate. That had heated the debate as to what is freedom of speech. Doesn't the president have the freedom of speech? How could you ban him? And then other people are saying, well, Facebook and Twitter are private-owned companies, so they have the freedom to ban, to, to stop serving people who they don't like. So、uh, what I mean is the、um, the line of freedom of speech is quite blurred, even in the United States. To an extent, but I mean when. I mean, like Trump said a lot of stuff. He tweeted all kinds of stuff throughout his presidency and before, when he was going on about when he was obsessed、yeah. with Barack Obama and trying to、uh-huh. uh, somehow prove that Barack Obama was not Ameri- not an American citizen.、Uh, there was a whole conspiracy theory that he created that Obama was not an American citizen. Um, which proved,、mm-hmm. which turned out not to be true. Obama was, you know, is an American citizen, and so on.、Uh, but so,、mm-hmm. and during his presidency, he tweeted all kinds of things which、uh, were probably not true.、Uh, things about、yeah. COVID and, and so many other things.、Yeah. <laughs> but the final straw, I think, the final straw, and this was like a matter of national security, was、mm-hmm. when he、um, incited those actions. But the question is about freedom of speech. Is it an absolute concept, though? Is freedom of speech an absolute thing? It's like either you have it or you don't. Or is freedom of speech a more of a continuum where you can be at one end of it or at the other end of it or somewhere in the middle or you know it's a sliding scale. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think sometimes politicians tend to make use of this concept. Like、um, Trump supporters might think what he said was true, and there are so many Trump supporters. What we think are true are not considered as true by them, and what they think are true are not considered as truth by us. So there is no absolute truth, and that's. Ah、um, oh, well,、mm, I don't know about that. There is absolute. <laughs> I think there is absolute truth. When you when you talk about,、okay. for example,、um, the coronavirus, and、mm-hmm. when people are saying, "Oh, it's it's not," you know, it's no worse than flu. Or when people are saying even that it doesn't 
exist or that masks don't work and yada, yada, all those sorts of things. I think there is, in those cases, there is a truth. And the truth is that uh, COVID-19 is more infectious and more deadly than flu. And there's evidence to prove it. So I think actually Uh we've got to be careful when we're using all this relativism and saying that, yeah, one truth is just the same level as another person's truth. And it's all, there's no such thing as truth. I think it's an extremely dangerous um, thing, road to travel down. I think you are right. Uh, There is, of course, absolute truth in some field, but there are some field where the absolute truth is yet to be known, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay, so the freedom of speech sometimes um, is hard to, you know, obey or even define. Okay, yeah, I see that. I can see that definitely. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and in China, I would say yes. Not um, the citizens are not so in so enthusiastic about politics as long as we could live peacefully and our life gets um, more and more prosperous. That's fine. And but um, it is true that it's unhealthy if the whole country only has one kind of voice, because the media should have the should play the role of of uh, supervision or surveillance. Otherwise, it's not the system is not going to work well. Supervision or surveillance? Uh, yeah, uh, supervision or surveillance on the government. You know, to ah, okay. make suggestions, to criticize, to yeah, um, checks and checks I, and balances. Yeah, checks and balances. Yes, exactly. So I really like the point that you and your dad can talk about Boris Johnson and the government. Um, so very frankly, and you can make funny cartoons of them. But yeah, I have to admit that in China, our cartoons of the politicians would have to be mainly positive. There are some realistic reasons, though, because we have a large population and some are not educated. And um, some of us can, even me, relatively well educated, can be easily misled by other people because one would not know everything. Sometimes we'll make bad, bad judgments. I've, I've heard this. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not taking a strong position. I'm not trying to convince you of things. I mean, what's the point? But I have heard that before that, that sort of some countries, they say, yeah, we have, you know, essentially sort of autocratic governments here, uh, an autocratic government, but that's good because it's a big country and, you know, we need, uh, everything needs to be kept under control. And so some level of autocracy is a good thing because otherwise there'd be chaos and no one would, you know, it's a, it, the country's too big, the population's too big, so we need this kind of leadership to just keep you know, everything under control. It takes time. It takes time to advance to the next level, um, but we certainly don't want it to be chaotic. Because if um, if something falls down, who would take over? It's mostly the military and blah blah. So it's going to be complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a complicated situation, but <laughs> daily life there. Is it good to live in China? Is it? Is it? Do, would you recommend it? Uh, uh, of course, there are better places, and people have different preferences. Um, I think you really enjoy Paris and London because um, they are developed. You know, you have um, more freedom. Maybe um, there are certain advantages in China, like cash, cashless, and um, uh, we feel kind of safe if we go back, go out in during the night. So in general, 
we feel quite safe, and there is no war at the moment. So yeah. the pollution is kind of heavy. It's improving gradually, but sometimes still, I could smell the smog or the pollution in the air. Yes, interesting stuff.、Mm-hmm. You mentioned、um, in your recording. Yeah, sorry, go on.、Yes. Go on. Oh, sorry. And also, China is a large country. So, if you come to visit,、uh, there are various places, different places for you to enjoy, it, because it's so vast.、Um, each area is so different. Would you like to visit China someday? Of course, yeah, I'd absolutely love to visit. I mean, I, I want to visit everything.、Uh, mm-hmm. It's just difficult to do it all. But yeah, I'd love to visit China. I'd love to see the place.、Uh, although, obviously, it's so huge, it's mind-boggling. So it's not just a place; there are so many places there. But yeah, of course,、mm. I'd love to visit China. Definitely want to visit China. Want to visit Russia. Want to visit Brazil, and all these other places. Definitely, just you know, life's a little short <laughs> to be able to do that. Maybe one day I'll do the the grand tour of the world,、mm. the Luke's English Podcast grand tour.、Uh, we'll see. You mentioned in your recording some fascinating superstitious stories of your hometown. Do you have things like ghost stories and stuff? Kind of superstitious ghost stories, but I was too young. Probably what I remembered wouldn't be true. But I remember when I was about、um, six years old,、um, there was somebody who connects the two worlds. What is it called?、Uh, Someone who connects the two worlds. You mean a psychic? Um, a, maybe a, 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 a psychic, someone who's like, I'm getting,、um, I'm getting the name Steve. Is anyone, anyone picking up the name Steve? And then, St- and someone in the audience goes, Yeah, my dad was called Steve. And the psychic goes, Yeah, Steve's with me now. Is that, <laughs> is that what you mean? Psych- in England, that's a, a psychic or a, yeah, a psychic basically. Is that what you? Yeah, there was、uh, no, no, no. In my, in my, in my hometown, in the countryside. So there was that psychic. I remember、mm-hmm. one year when one of my grandparents' brother died, and then in China, when people died before they were,、um, they were put、uh, before they were buried, they would have to remove the piece of white cloth on the face. So that he would know who our relatives and the relatives and families could be protected, but they forgot to remove that white cloth. So he was、uh-huh. um, he was buried with that cloth on the face, which means he couldn't distinguish family members, friends, and other people.、Um, that's what people. That's why people would say bad luck would fall upon us. And then we have that psychic in the tribe. Maybe not a tribe, but just a big, big family.、Hmm? Yeah. So wait a minute. Who was it who died with with the with the cover still on his face? My grandpa's brother. Your grandpa's brother. Okay, so you're like your great uncle.、Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so and so the idea is that because he hadn't had the cover removed, he had the cover、mm-hmm. on his face when he was buried, that he wouldn't be able to communicate with his his relatives in the afterlife. And no, he—it's、uh, just that with that piece of cloth, he wouldn't be able to distinguish friends from foes in the afterlife. Yeah, yeah. in the other world, in the other world,、okay. in the underground. So he might do harm to the families. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Uh huh. The psychic came and said, "Ah, bad luck is going to fall upon your family, your big family. Within three years, three people are going to die. Within five years, five people are going to die. Within eight years, eight people are going to die." And we were thought he, he, she was she, she was saying nonsense, 
But afterwards, that really happened in that big Liu family in that area. Within three years, three people died. Five years, five people died, and eight years, eight died. And some died of、um, accidents, like getting drowned. That's that's completely <laughs> ridiculous to me. So, but my my parents told me, and relatives told me that is true. Which I don't so much believe, but they counted. This person died. This person died, and that person died. So, well, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I have to be skeptical. I'm sorry. I'm always. I'm like kind of you know challenging. I am skeptical too. It, it's just、yeah. a superstitious story. I'm skeptical too. But yeah.、Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, how many people are there in the tribe?、Uh, let me see. So there were four households in that area, and another maybe. Four households elsewhere, and then others. So, in general, during that time before China's reform and opening policy,、uh, a lot of people lived in the countryside. So, the Liu tribe had probably around around two hundred people,、okay. or maybe three hundred people,、All、maybe、right. more. Three hundred to five hundred, probably. Three hundred to five hundred. Okay, so it's not entirely、mm. unrealistic to to expect three、mm. people in that. In that large group to die in three years, and then that number to be five. I mean, was it three or was it four in the first three years? You know. Anyway, I don't mean to be skeptical, but it's an interesting superstition. It sounds is China quite a superstitious place? Um, in the countryside, yes, because people are not so well educated, and you know, in the countryside there are so many trees and sounds. People would think.、Mm. Um, people would tend to be overthinking. It's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Little noises and stuff, so they just assume that it's like the noise of a ghost or something. And I guess maybe,、yeah. maybe the kind of you mentioned all the different gods and stuff and that religion that sort of fits in quite well with the idea that of there being spirits and a spirit world and 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 so on. I suppose, <laughs> yeah, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>、um, it's interesting though.、Um, <clears throat> it's very interesting to talk to you, Tasha.、Um, I'm afraid we're going to have to. Like stop here. Yeah, it was great、um, seeing you and talking to you. Yeah, it was really good to talk to you too. Congratulations again for coming second in the competition. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for telling us about your father and his crazy、uh-huh. drinking. Is is he still、uh-huh. with us? Is he still alive? Oh yes, my father is only sixty sixty three years old. And he kept telling、okay. me, "Please, when you get married, do not say anything or do anything like that again. I'd like to be drinking." <laughs> really? Does he still not drink then?、Uh, he doesn't drink because I'm still single. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man. Okay. Well, fascinating stuff. Thank you so much for talking to me and talking to all、uh, of my audience. And、uh, good luck with that distance course. At、Thank、King's、you. College. Thank you, Lee. Your 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 result your results are creeping up slowly. I'm sure that you're going to be getting into the 60s and the 70s in time. I hope so. Thank you. I I am enjoying the learning, anyways. <laughs> Given the low grades, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, fantastic. Have a have a great evening, and、uh, all the best to you. Okay, thanks, and you have a nice day. And please put a QR code there, but I will do my credit card first. <laughs> I will remember that we WeChat and AliPay QR codes. Yeah, yeah, WeChat or AliPay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.、Mm. Okay. okay. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye, Luke.
So that was Tasha Liu from China. It was really interesting to talk to her, and I got that amazing feeling that you get when you actually talk to someone who lives in a completely different part of the world and in a different culture, but you just connect as human beings. That's always special, talking to people from other places and getting a glimpse of how they live their lives and the fact that although we are different in many ways, we're also really similar in the fact that we are still having human experiences, ultimately. it's. I think it's easy to forget, but I feel like as humans, we have many more things in common than differences. We're all humans living on Earth, as far as I know. I mean, you might be an alien on another planet, as far as I know. I mean, <laughs> maybe you are an alien with a really good internet connection and you're listening in. I don't know. But as far as I know, we're all human beings living on Earth, Uh, We're all having a human experience, ultimately. And so there are many more things that unite us than divide us, aren't there? Now, maybe I'm sounding a bit pretentious there, possibly, but hopefully you know what I mean. Um, Here are some reflections, just things that I thought about after hearing that conversation again. So these are reflections about cross-cultural understanding. So when we think about other cultures or experience them, there is a tendency to not fully understand those other cultures. And as a result, we jump to conclusions about them, probably based on the fact that we've never had proper experiences of those cultures. We've never met or talked to those people properly and never observed things from their point of view. This is normal, I suppose, because we can't always be everywhere and see everything. But we end up with limited views of other cultures, which might also be informed by other people's attitudes that we are exposed to. And, you know, it kind of creates thing attitudes like, you know, these people are just unsophisticated or it's such a backward society. And those attitudes could go in any direction, right? It could be, in a broad sense, the West looking at the East or the East looking at the West And not just East and West, it's really kind of any culture thinking about another culture or looking at another culture. We often don't see the whole picture. We're all humans, but there are all sorts of complicated reasons why we behave or live slightly differently. But we're all the same at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day and the middle of the day and any other time of the day, I suppose. But um, ultimately, we are all the same, but our contexts are different. Hmm. Yeah, that's it, really. I could ramble on more about that, but I think I've said enough, really. Uh, But I wonder what your thoughts are. Now that you've listened to this conversation, what reflections do you have? Feel free to leave your thoughts in the comments section. If you're doing that on my website, on teacherluke.co.uk, don't forget to make sure that you're leaving your comment in the right place. I've said this before, and I'll probably say it again. So there's the front page of my website, you know, just the first page, teacherluke.co.uk, the home page. And there is a comment section there. But if you've got comments relating to a specific episode, make sure you find that episode page. And you you find the episode page by going to episodes in the menu. That's the episode archive. And then you can click on the individual episode link and then leave your comments under that. Okay, that's the best way to do it. Otherwise, comments go here and there. And it's best to kind of keep them all in the right place. Um, Also, you might be commenting on YouTube because I do post these uh, audio episodes onto YouTube as well. And uh, obviously, you can leave your comments on YouTube too. 
I'm, I, th- I think I'm more likely to engage with comments on my website, but um, obviously feel free to comment on YouTube. It might be a bit easier to do it on YouTube. And if you are on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe, of course. Thank you very much. That helps the, the channel on YouTube quite well, and I'm gradually getting closer to the 100,000 uh, YouTube subscribers mark. And then when I get there, YouTube will send me a shiny thing which is important, isn't it? I think so. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure why, but it's some kind of signifier of <laughs> some kind of an achievement. Anyway, um, I found it really interesting to talk to Tasha in this episode, and I just want to thank her again for telling us her stories and for being willing to share her comments about her country. Also, congratulations to her again. Second place is certainly nothing to be sniffed at. Right then, more competition runners-up will appear on the podcast in due course. Next up in the Wispolep series will be William from France. That will probably arrive in a couple of episodes' time, a few episodes after this, I suppose. Uh, I had a really nice conversation with William, which I think was just as insightful as the other Wispolep conversations we've had so far. If you've enjoyed this conversation with Tasha and the one with Walla, then I think you'll like hearing William's story as well. So that's coming up on the podcast soon. I'm working on new content all the time, including new premium episodes, which will arrive in the Luke's English podcast app and on the website before too long. Remember, if you'd like to find out about Luke's English podcast premium, if you've got questions about it, including for subscribers, if you've got questions about anything, relating to Luke's English Podcast Premium, I try to answer those questions on the website. And the page that you need to go to is teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info. Okay. Um, and you can find out how to sign up and and exactly how reasonable the prices are. Um, you can just go there and find out all those details. And the Luke's English Podcast app as well is a great way to get the full episode archive on your phone. So you can listen to all of the content there. If you want to, you can choose to reverse the order of the episodes. So you start with episode one and listen from the beginning. Um, Or you can, you know, listen to them in any order you want, basically. And you can uh, star episodes as your favorites and then put them in a a favorites list. So you could go through the archive of starring certain episodes and then use your favorites list to, you know, kind of filter out some of the episodes or, you know, the ones you want to listen to. And all the premium content is there. And there's loads of other stuff too. All the phrasal verb episodes. 150 phrasal verb episodes. Short ones. You see, I can be concise. I can do short stuff. I've done 150 phrasal verb episodes that are all just a few minutes long. Now, the last 10 of those phrasal verb episodes are locked into the premium subscription. But the, the rest of them, 140 other ones, are all free. So it's a, it's a good way to learn phrasal verbs. And there's other stuff. There's videos that you can watch and jingles and and other things like that. So if you want to download the Luke's English Podcast app, just go to the App Store on your phone and search for Luke's English Podcast app. And make sure you're spelling that correctly. Okay, Luke's, that's L-U-K-E apostrophe S. And by the way, that's not my name. My name is not Luke's Thompson. It's Luke's English Podcast because this is my podcast, right? It's 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 a possessive, right? Luke's English podcast. And podcast is P-O-D-C-A-S-T, of course, not podcat, not postcard. (laughs) Luke's English podcast app in the App Store. Okay, that's how you get the full archive. Because, you know, iTunes or the Apple Podcasts app, 
the, there's, you don't get the full archive of episodes there. All right, then. Well, this has been nice. Nice to talk to you again. And I'll speak to you again soon. Okay, but for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.